Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hello, 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 you guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Master Your Mental podcast. As always, I am your host, Paris, here to bring you another episode on the topic of mental health and mindset. And as you guys can see, we are talking all about self-care strategies to prevent burnout today. And as always, I have an incredible guest for you guys. We just got done chatting, talking about this topic. She is amazing, brings so much value, so many helpful tips on this topic. And I cannot wait to get into it with you guys. But before we do that, I just wanted to let you guys know a little bit of why did I want to do this episode? Why do I want to do an episode talking about some self-care strategies to prevent burnout? What is burnout? Why do I want to get into this? Because this is actually something that I have not only struggled with myself, but I know so many people deal with and struggle with on a daily basis, regardless of what you're doing, right? So whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are working a job, going to school, and you have so much going on and it feels very overwhelming, it's easy to lead to feeling burnt out and like you are not going to have enough energy. You're going to feel low, down, exhausted, all these things. So we get into this conversation today to really talk about how to prioritize caring for yourself when this happens. And my guest brings an incredible method. I was taking notes myself. I literally have a notepad in front of me and I'm looking at what I wrote down. And she talks about how to recognize our own defects, our own weaknesses, and how to really gain awareness and start to practice self-care so that way we can actually end up preventing burnout from even happening because we are prioritizing ourselves and that in turn helps with our mental health, our physical health, and overall well-being. So I love this episode. I love this conversation. And as all and as always, I love the guests that I have for you guys this week. So let's get into it, you guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental podcast. I'm so excited to be discussing one of my favorite topics today, 
As you guys can see from the title, self-care strategies and more to prevent burnout, that is what we are getting into today. I am joined by Sarah Palmer, a great woman who is a speaker, trainer, and coach. Sarah has helped over 20,000 children and adults to achieve success during her time as a veteran public school teacher, professional consultant, and lay minister. I'm so excited to have Sarah here to chat with us and share some tips on preventing burnout and the importance of practicing self-care. So without further ado, welcome Sarah to the podcast. I could not be happier to be here, Paris. So excited. So glad that everybody's listening. This is going to be one of those actually useful, not just theoretical. So like by the end of our conversation, you will have actual things to do, not just the (laughs) idea that self-care is good. Like I love that. I love that so much. So I'm just excited to have you here, get into this conversation. So before we go ahead and dive on in, tell us some more about who you are, what you do, and what lights you up. Oh, so many things. Okay. So (laughs) I am Sarah Palmer. I am affectionately known as the permission to choose speaker, trainer, and coach, uh, partially because I give women, especially high achieving moms, that permission to choose some things and not just have things chosen for them and have to make the best of it. Um, So by high achieving, basically, if you're listening, you're high achieving. So you're somebody who puts things on a list, gets stuff done, even if you're type B and you can't remember where the list is, you're still somebody who like puts it up, takes it down, makes it work. And now you're looking around and you're like, this is not where I was supposed to be. This isn't what I was promised when I was like, do this, do this, get this done, finish this, and then happy. But it's <laughs> that you're here and it's not the same. So I definitely work with high achieving moms and I'm hired by businesses and companies to work on strategies to move you from where you are to where you want to be without having to run away into the woods and start again. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And, you know, something that really hit home for me, just listening to you kind of describe all of that is just this thing that we do with, I'd love to get your take on this with the whole to-do list thing and having the list and like, you know, having, and I feel like in a way, you know, for me, like when I do that, I'm like, Oh, awesome. You know, now it's like, I know what I'm, what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm organized. I got my goals for the day and then you'll cross stuff off, cross stuff off, but then you'll always see that one thing where you're like, that's what I really should be doing, but I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I'll do it. It's okay. It's okay. So, so you've probably had that experience and I probably, you know, you've run into people with that. So what would you say to people who are, you know, in that kind of a zone, like with these lists and like having these lists and it's, and it also kind of drains them in a way that like leaves you exhausted. Cause you look back and you're like, oh man, like, that's awesome. I got all this stuff done, but I still didn't do that thing. So what do you, what do you say to people like that who are dealing with that? I am a huge fan of giving credit and attributing all sorts of things because one of the, one of the most important tenants of working with me is the idea that we don't do this alone, right? We don't have to try to figure out everything by ourselves. So I'm probably going to refer to a couple people during our conversation, and I will always give credit where credit is due. I'm not going to say, oh, I made this up. No, I took this straight from somebody else who was like, please share this with the world. So Rachel Luna, who is an amazing confidence coach, 
fantastic. You look her up. She's got podcasts. She's got stuff. She's been a huge inspiration in terms of getting out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has what's called the daily profitable to-do list. So especially Mm -hmm. folks in business, but I've moved it for business and personal. She in essence says, have a master list, like have a everything ever you think about, dump it on their list. Um, The people who like the getting things done, basically have your, your brain dump list. And then what Rachel suggests is having some categories, uh, profitable, operational, or uh, pardon me, family and life, and then um, grateful. So what she does and what I've done, and it's actually been way more useful than looking at, like you said, put 10 things on a list, you get seven of them done, but you didn't get three of them done. Oh, I'm a loser, right? She says, take one maybe two things from your master list to put on your daily to-do list. So I have one profitable thing, which means one thing that's going to help my business in terms of networking, getting to know people, being here, that type of thing. Then put one operational thing, which is not nearly as interesting. That's like the back of house stuff. Make sure that my money is coming in and going out, you know, check my QuickBooks and then one or two life or family things. And then separately, just a list of some stuff you're grateful for. Wow. And the cool thing is you get through them. You can at the end of the day go, I did everything on my list. You know, you have the master one. You got through the little stuff. And if you have a bunch of energy, go get something else from the big list. But if not, you get this little daily. Yay. Yes. And that feels so much better than I got all this done, but I didn't get that. No, mm-hmm. I can like put an X across my list at the end of the day. If I got it all done, it feels good. I love that so much. I love how you broke that down and just organized it in those different categories. I feel like that is, that's so helpful because I feel like sometimes when you have this big list, right? I feel like sometimes you can have multiple lists and you're like, I got the master list and I got today. Then I have, then it's like, it's like, it's so much that it's overwhelming that you start to be like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to make my bed because I can cross it off, did it done. And it's like, we start with like the little tiny little things just because I feel like it like helps you feel like, okay, you've done this, got this done. But I love how you just laid that out there. And I would love to kind of get into the focus on burnout. So like what got you interested in doing work on this? Because I feel like burnout affects everyone in some kind of, whether you're a mother, you know, you have a job where you're working like multiple, multiple hours a week or whatever you are doing or working on, you know, we all tend to get into those moments where we're like, oh man, like this is a lot right now. Like, I don't know if I can, you know, you start to feel like you don't have energy or time, or you feel like everything is almost too much. So what really got you into wanting to do work in that, in that section on burnout? And what is like one of the most biggest lessons you've learned from it so far? I came around to, to learning more and, and really starting that focus, not on burnout first, but on self-care first, because mm. burnout ends up being something we can fix. So I try to focus on the positive piece, but you're going to hear me talk about the burnout stuff too. Um, that came around that real focus on self-care started about 10 years ago uh, when I was at that time married and had a two-year-old and my uh, then husband had a drinking problem and did some pretty unexcusable things. And I recognized that the only way I was going to survive this was by focusing on myself instead of trying to put out all the fires. Um, And I did that with, again, I'm a big fan of 
attributing, huge fan of Al-Anon, which is uh, for the family and friends of people who have a problem with drinking. So it's not, and it doesn't have to say alcoholism. If you have a problem with their drinking, welcome, please come. And it's not a, it's not a session where everybody just sits around and yells or where everybody's trying to out pity each other. It's, it's a place where you can go and they really do understand exactly where you are, what you're going through. And there's ways that you can make things more reasonable, more uh, acceptable. Even if the circumstances around you don't change, what can you change about yourself mm. that are, that's um. positive. And that piece of self-care really started me going. It, my partner and I ended up divorcing. We co-parent beautifully most of the time now, but we ended up divorcing and Within a few months, actually, I stopped talking to my best friend. She chose him mm. um, because she liked being able to go out and hang out with him. And I wasn't nearly as much fun in that regard. Oh. I actually also started, I, I cut ties with my mom, mm. who is, I love her from way over here. It's just not a safe place to be. Yeah. So within mm-hmm. a couple months, I dropped husband, best friend, and mom. Like wow. there's your stool of your, the most important relationships all gone and few months passed by. And I realized I was doing some pretty ridiculous behaviors, some things that were not healthy, not helpful, causing harm to myself, causing harm potentially to other people. And then I had to look up and say, oh my gosh, I think I have my own addiction. I can't just blame it on everybody else anymore. Oh, well, I'm doing this because she said, or he said, no, they're gone. And I'm still doing this. So I ended up finding my own recovery, went into my own program, my own anonymous program. And while I was there, my sponsor would say to me, hey, Sarah, how's your halt? Mm -hmm. And this is going right to what is the biggest thing I can tell you? What is, she said, how's your halt? What the heck is halt? She said, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. How's your halt? Because if you are hungry, angry, lonely or tired, you are going to make terrible decisions. You are going to feel miserable. You are going to think all of the worst things about yourself and humanity. But if you can keep an eye on your halt, you at least give yourself an advantage to make better decisions and to have better thoughts and to take better care of yourself. And I loved that, carried that forward, used it in my recovery. And over time, I realized it was missing two things. So I added two little letters to the end. A little T and a little M. So it looks like trademark, but it's not. The little T stands for thirsty. I can't tell you how many dates I wouldn't have gone on if I just would have been hydrated. Been like, nope, we're good. <laughs> Leaving after the appetizer. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> and the last one is mindset. Now, I am a white woman, but I am saying that has been so co-opted by like white women selling $150 yoga pants. Mindset for me is meditation, Mm -hmm. medication, and mental health. So if I can keep track of those things, do things throughout the day to help me keep those things in check, they're not all going to be perfect all the time, but done, at least trying, boom, burnout can't happen because I'm taking care of myself. I'm setting boundaries. I'm doing things that aren't a mani-pedi. And it's not retail therapy. I love those, but that's not self-care. 
I'll tell you what, I have never once come back from getting a manicure, walked into my apartment, had my daughter acting a complete fool and been like, hold on a second. And then like looked at my nails <laughs> the center and call myself be like, nope, gel tips are good now. I'm good. We're fine. It's not how it works. So yeah. the uh-huh. inside. I love that. You know, you guys, I just, I'm sitting here taking notes. Like I'm writing things down and I hope that you are too, because this is amazing. And I, the, one of the things I love most about this right now is that that aspect you touched on about taking responsibility for yourself, right? Like, especially when we're going through challenging times and really, really rough situations, it can be easy, you know, to look and say, well, you know, I'm behaving this way because this happened to me, or this person did this to me. And it's like putting that on them to kind of ease it from ourselves and saying, well, you know, this is why I'm, you know, going out and spending all this money, or this is why I'm going out and drinking so much because it's, it's how I deal with this. But then I love that, that you have that awareness of that, because I feel like as soon as you get awareness of that and you're like, wow, you know, I, am I actually happy or am I just distracting myself? Am I just doing things to kind of try to get away from it, try to block it out. What am I and how am I feeling? And then when we start to say, wow, like this is not working for me or anybody, you know, what can I do to change this? And I love that you had that awareness that you're able to see that because I feel like that is such an important aspect of like how you even start the process, right. Of saying, wow, you know, okay, this is where I am. I don't like it here. Obviously I'm not happy with this, but I want to change. And then starting those steps to change. And like you said, you know, going to, you know, working on recovery and finding a meeting, finding a place that is safe where you can go and connect with others who've had similar experiences. And I love that because, you know, like you said, if we really start to practice these self-care strategies, then burnout, it prevents that from happening because we are prioritizing ourselves, our mental health. And like you said, you know, to, mindset, mindset, and then how that kind of cornerstones into meds, meditation, mental health, and all of those pieces, because, you know, without those pieces, you know, I feel like it's so easy to get burned out because we allow ourselves to feel that overwhelm because we feel stuck. We feel lost. We feel confused. We feel like, you know, no one's going to understand or like get why we are this way. But I feel like once we take those steps, you know, obviously it's not always going to be an easy thing to do an easy process at all. But if we're able to do that, oh my goodness, like the doors that come open from that. So I'd love to ask, you know, like kind of, if you can reflect for me, so based like kind of give me like I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. So I guess like how you were in the past compared to how you are today, what is the biggest difference that you see in yourself? Mm -hmm. Uh, The way that you would have seen me 20 years ago. So I'm, I have no problem. I'm 42. So in my (laughs) early twenties, the way you would have seen me would have been um, very afraid. So that would have been covered by um, a really good pretend confidence I would have looked like I knew what I was doing at all times. I still carry that one forward, but I flipped it from a defect into a strength. Um, That's something that I learned in my kind of family of origin was as long as you look like you know what you're doing, you're less likely to get trapped in something that's not so great. Um, And so confidence was really big, but it looked condescending. And it looked like I was better than you. And I knew more than you. Because really inside, I was terrified that I belonged in the room with you at all. Mm -hmm. So the best thing I could do was puff myself up like a fish and hope that everybody would swim away because they wouldn't see how tiny I was otherwise. Um, That's one of the big things is I would say recognizing what my defects were, what was causing me the most harm, 
and finding ways to make those into strengths or to get rid of them if they were not turnable. Now I'm pretty, I'm pretty creative. I can turn pretty much any negative into something that's useful now. But now you would find me, I'm going to be much more approachable. I'm going to listen more than I used to. I used to think I had to convince you about how great and smart and funny and clever and adorable I was. And now I hope that's what comes across, but honestly, I can't be bothered. Like, I don't have time to tell you how great I am. I want to listen to what's up with you. How can I be of service? Because I'm taking care of myself, my cup is full. I have plenty of energy to share with other people. And I did want to speak to your point. You said, you know, we, we kind of allow ourselves to get to this burned out place. You are 100% right. I'm going to add to that, though, that there the systems in, if you're listening in the United States, I'm going to speak to that because that's where I've been my entire life, minus a little bit. The systems we grew up in told us that we had to run. And the harder you ran, the better. And the more you did, the more worthy you were. And if you were a parent or a caregiver of any sort, we are supposed to completely annihilate ourselves so that other people can be happy. As long as we aren't getting any cookies, there's enough cookies for everybody else. We're fine. And that was so amazing to realize and to be able to fight, to be able to say, wait, this is bull. This is not the case at all. It's not working for me. And even if I won't change for me, even if I don't think I'm worth it, that is teaching the kids that are around me that that's what women do. And boys learn that that's not what men have to do. And nobody should be completely annihilating themselves for somebody else, ever, ever. But when we model that, we're teaching kids that women should be honestly seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's so true. And I feel like that's so important, you know, to model that because, you know, especially when we're younger, you know, we see the things that go on, you know, where we're growing up right in our homes, like with our parents and we're like, Oh, okay. You know, we learn the, we're like, okay, so this is what they do. You know, this is probably what I should do too. You know, this is how, how it is. So I would love to kind of touch on that. So like with, for you, for self-care strategies, like how did you get into developing a good self-care routine for yourself? And what is your favorite part of your self-care routine? My self-care routine is tied as often as possible to things in my day that have to happen. I am terrible with habits, terrible for any number of reasons. You'd need a whole nother podcast just for me to lay down on a couch and, you know, you take gentle notes, but basically I'm, I'm not good at them unless I tie it to something that happens every day. Maybe the time's different, but every day, uh, case in point for meditation, I talk with the people that I work with, the women that I coach all the time about tying. I do meditation as I'm falling asleep and people go, Hey, that's cheating. You're supposed to do that in the middle of the day and, you know, find a calm place. And everybody's now picturing somebody sitting cross-legged, crisscross applesauce, um, right? I don't, I won't remember to do it. I'll put it off. I'll forget it. Life gets busy, but everybody has to go to sleep at some point. You may not stay asleep, but you had to go to sleep. So if you tie in some meditation, either a guided meditation or a subliminal listening thing while you're falling asleep, it counts. I've gotten over a thousand nights in a row 
a thousand. Wow. And I have a four month old. So I'm still getting that in, even if the (laughs) sleep's getting interrupted in the middle of the night, I had to go to sleep at the beginning. I can listen for whatever minutes and that counts. So I talk a lot about, you know, tying things to places and times and situations that don't change too much because those are going to happen anyways. Mm -hmm. Then I can attach habits to them to make my self-care work. That's brilliant. That is so brilliant because I feel like what you said, you know, things that have to happen anyway and are going to happen anyway. And I like, I like how you compared the, the meditation piece, because that is something that has really changed a lot for me. Cause I used to be one of those people who's like, I could not sit still. I couldn't do it. I'm like, I got five, five minutes, three minutes. Can't not going to happen. I can't. And I feel like when you align that with something that we're already doing, you know, everyone's sleeping, you know, even if it's, even if it's not as much as you want or can get in or whatever, we're all sleeping, or I hope you know, we're getting some sleep, some sleep, some, and a little bit of sense of the word. Right. And then if you can tie that into that and you do that before or whatever it is, and then you make that, like you said, kind of like with the habit piece, I think that's so important because, you know, we all have different things that we're doing, you know, our, all of our days look different. They don't always look the same, but if there's certain things that happen that are, are the same, you know, when you have a a kid, a baby, it's good. You're going to have to go in, you know, say, Hey, good morning. Come here. Let's get you. This is what happens every day. So what, what can you do for yourself to prioritize yourself in those moments where you feel like, like I can't, you know, you're like, I have to be full on, you know, here for my kid. I can't, you know, I need to like, wait, later. I'm going to get myself later. And what, what can you do for yourself during the day? You know, even if it looks like a simple thing, right. You make yourself a tea, right. You read a book for a couple minutes or, you know, you put on some music and you're dancing around, whatever. doesn't matter. As long as we can get that in, in some way, some form to match what we're doing in our days, I think it's so powerful because you know, I feel like we already kind of touched on this too, is sometimes we feel like we neglect that. Like we neglect ourselves. Like you said, having to feel like you have to annihilate your needs, your wants, because you have to prioritize this, you know, this person or this thing over here. And you're like, I don't have time for me. You know, I want to, you know, I, I would like to, you know, make time for myself, but I just don't have it. So I love that you break it down in such a simple way. Like, I love how you shared the halt method, because when we're touching on that hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and when you start to realize what are your defects, right? Like what are your weaknesses? And when you really have an understanding of that, like what is causing you to feel a certain way? Like what, what's going on? You know, let's like investigate it more. Let's get into that. And then once we really do that, and then you said you can flip that into a positive or you can, you know, rearrange aspects of your life, you know, like instead of going out all the time, and like being in the club, let's go like drink all the time. It's like, like, you know, like look at that and say, okay, am I doing this? Why am I doing this? You know, why? And then really investigate that and say, you know, is this, is this something that's bringing me joy? Is this something that's helping me in some aspect of my life, whether it be forming new relationships, right? Networking, growing in some kind of a way or whatever kind of capacity that ties into growth. Is it, or is it hurting me? Is it making me feel, do I feel shitty? when I leave the situation, do I feel like, oh, wow, you know, no one really cares about me or really wants me here. Is that how you feel? And then how do we change that? So I love that you like laid that out that way. Cause it makes, it makes it so easy to follow. And I love things that are easy to follow. And I know people love it too, because we don't, no one likes something that's so complicated. Where we're like, okay, this sounds really cool. 
but I don't know what it is or how to do it in oh, my no, absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, come on, find a person who isn't 117% scheduled in a day. Yes. Like show me the person <laughs> who has nothing to do for ages at a time. We're always, even when we do, we fill it because we're like, oh my gosh, no, I can't. I, there's so many things I need to do during this time. There's a, I have a program that I run that uh, I have a standalone course. And then I also have a kind of a coaching thing I'm starting to put together. It's called the six day slaycation because, you know, let's slay what we got where we are. <laughs> Some of us aren't going on vacation anytime soon. Um, <laughs> so, and it's six days because it's, it's short enough to do one day for each of those letters for the halt TM. And you get little videos from me short. I'm talking less than five minutes with subtitles and a transcript because some of you are like hiding in your bathroom and that's the only private place you don't want to make any noise because they're going to find you that way mm -hmm. so so you can just read captions are right at the bottom and it's got little um i have a playlist you can play that is uplifting songs like really kick-ass all sorts of i go from dolly parton to lizzo <laughs> huge range i mean call it and I love I'm serious, it. <laughs> 31 hours of songs. You are going to hear stuff wow. you've heard before. Purposely reached out to my community because I'm very big on let's get lots of voices in. I'm not a fan of, oh, well, I liked this stuff. So I guess that's what everybody's going to get. I said before, we don't do any of this alone. So this program, mm -hmm. I worked with all sorts of moms, moms that are white, moms that are black, moms that are moms of color, straight moms. LGBTQ plus moms, moms that are single, moms that are married, moms who have their kids some of the time. I mean, all the way from pregnant moms to moms whose kids are older than me and just said, okay, what works for your self-care? What do you need? And I designed a program that hits that. Now, if you're not a mom, but you can do with talking about kids sometimes, pop in. Like it is for... <laughs> Anybody who is comfortable in a space where I'm going to talk about parenting some yes. of the time, but what you said is so important that when we realize we want to change it, it's a massive jump to actually making the change. Mm -hmm. We've decided to make a change to, we actually made the change is huge because let's be honest, if we knew how to take better care of ourselves, we'd be doing it now. Yes. Yes. We don't know. <laughs> and that's where I come in because I have little tiny, really post-it note sized steps that help you with your hunger, with your anger, with your lonely, with your tired, with your thirsty, with your mental health. Because love it, it doesn't need to be big. The littler <laughs> it is, the easier it is to do. And 100%. then that just moves and moves, right? Just moves and moves. Yes. I, I love that so much. And, you know, that's, I love that how you, how you put it into bite-sized pieces and because that's really what, you know, what a lot of the stuff I do is all about too. Cause you know, master your mental, we got the acronym, right? Mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, love yourself. So what I would love to ask you is our last question. It was, what are you currently doing to master your mental? That's such a great question. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Right now, I would say that I am putting the finishing touches on my, the new version of my six days vacation. I've added a couple things because my self-care is on point enough that I can turn around and share that with other people. Yes. Because 
if I'm holding it to myself, that's not a bad thing. It's not selfish. I'm taking care of me, right? Self-care is self-care. It's not to make me good enough to be able to be a better mom, to make me a good employer or employee or a good daughter. It's just for me, right? <laughs> After I've done the self-care, then I can have the energy to do those other things if I want. Yes. So I'm at that point where I can share. I am ready and so excited to help other people untangle themselves from whatever madness you are surrounded by, because oh, it's it. not, you're not doing this by yourself. You are not alone. I love it. I love it so much. I love what you're doing. I love what you're about. I love your energy. I love the conversation. I love this whole thing. And I feel like I could stay here literally all day long and talk to you about everything related to this under the sun habits, all the things, progress, everything. And, you know, I just want to thank you, Sarah, for making the time in your schedule to come out here on master your mental and have this chat with me and share all these incredible tips, incredible insights from your life and your work. So thank you for coming out. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure. And Paris, keep doing what you're doing because you are hitting all the right people. There's somebody who heard exactly what they needed to because you're doing the work on your side. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. And you guys, whether you are listening to this in the daytime and the nighttime, hope that you guys have a great rest of your day or night. And I'm going to end it on that note and say bye to you guys and bye to Sarah. So bye, Sarah. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.